Hey Don, I need to learn German easily, effectively, and conveniently. Do you know anywhere? I totally do. Just check out simplydeutsch.ch to get the classes you need when and where you need them in the Basel region. Contact simplydeutsch.ch for a free trial lesson today. Was that simplydeutsch.ch? simplydeutsch.ch. Cheers, Don. Welcome back to another episode of Swiss Pats. I am Susie Lyon and I'm joined by Don Delco as always. Well, hello. Hello, hello, Don. Thank you again for joining us. And as always, uh, we appreciate every download, every listen that we get from you guys. If you are not aware, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram and at YouTube. We will give you all of those links at the end of this episode. That means you have to tune in to the end. That's called a tease. I like that. Yeah. We're getting professional around here. Real pro. That's right. Real pro. So yeah, later in the show, we uh, we went down and talked to some people who are doing the Rhine Swim, which is a very popular thing here in Basel. And uh, today that, that we went down was actually the, the biggest of the Rhine Swims. The official. The official one. Like no other day is official. We were all breaking the law. <laughs> That's cool. So... We went and talked to some people, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but it's uh, it's good to be back in the swing of things, trying to get back in the routine. This is our second one back from the break. It is. It is starting to feel like expats again. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good. Have you ever thought what kind of expat you are, Don? I, I guess what comes to mind is awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, did you know that there's a whole bunch? <laughs> I, I I did not know. I just thought there was the one category. but Awesome category. Yeah. I mean, there is that category. Okay. But then there's all of these other categories. Really? There certainly is. And you're acting surprised, but I know you know this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, our go-to place, the local.ch, has recently done an um, article on all of the kinds of expats in Switzerland. And we want to know what kind of expat you are. So there's a whole bunch there is a whole bunch. And okay. Actually reading them, I'm like, oh, yeah, there really is this I many know this guy. Of... I know this person. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the first one is the love refugee. Love refugee. Love refugee. I know a few love refugees. They've gone traveling or they were in their home country and met a Swiss person and then they've ended up here because of love. Yeah, I've gotten that a lot. Like, hey, how'd you end up here? Well, I met a Swiss I person. I met a Swiss person. Yeah. That's, Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be the theme. As I I worry sometimes when I ask somebody like, oh, are you married to a Swiss person? Like if that's an insult. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it is. You know, I'm just genuinely, you know, I'm interested. Are, are you married to a Swiss person? Or, you know, did you come here for love? Yeah. But we didn't. Well. <laughs> or we t- did. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> we might have to edit that out. Yes, we did come Not for love. Not you and me. I don't. I mean us separately. Yes, but it was actually, it started for love. We did it for the love of our partners. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You said we didn't do it for love, but we kind of did. Yeah, but we're not love refugees. Right. They're not Swiss. Right. Right. Yeah. So the next one is the tax pat. This is if you come where to Switzerland because the money is good um, in terms of your taxes. Okay. Well, well that's all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're tax pats. 
Okay. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like you always hear about the Swiss bank account, the fancy Swiss bank accounts. Yeah, I right? still haven't managed to 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 cinch that that deal yet. No, still the haven't. whole the whole uh, saving money, <laughs> being rich. <laughs> oh yeah. Not uh, not a part of my vocabulary, I'm unfortunately. Good at, I, I like the spending the money. That's fun for Oh, me. I'm good at that. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to spend money here, as we all know. It's very easy. Right. Now, this is what we are. We are the trailing spouse. Yeah. And that's us. I think we all know a lot of a lot of trailing spouses. I would say, yeah. I mean, it's obviously the people that come for the, the work or whatever, but majority of the time people are... Uh, at least the the circles I run in, like the houseman and stuff, were trailing spouses. Yeah, you know? and I I kind of uh, the trailing spouse I put into two categories. So like, there's the trailing spouse A and the trailing spouse B. Okay. There's the trailing spouses that um, maybe leave their work in the country that they were living in and really are sad that they don't have a job. And then there's this trailing spouses that have left their job in the country that they were living in and don't ever intend to work another day in their life. So I'm in B. Are you in B? Yeah, I'm in B. Like I, when I was in England, I was worried I was going to be A. Oh, I'm going to miss working. I won't feel, you know, independent. I won't earn my own money. No, nah, forget it. Out the door. I'm happy to not work. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm leaning toward B. Like, oh, have you been in A for a while? No, but I was like you, and I think a lot of people experience this who are coming over here not for their job, who are the trailing spouse. It's, you know, I'm used to the dual income. I always had the job, I always had a job too. I was used to working. And then it's like, it's It's a a big part of your life. Work is a big part of your life because of the hours you put in there. And then all of a sudden, those hours, there's no work to go to and it's like i have all these hours to fill i guess i better clean the bathroom again yes I, I better scrub those toilets which the swiss <laughs> toilets we can get into this in a whole nother episode but the way they're designed you have to you have to scrub them more often than the, than the american, american toilet, toilet. There yeah you go. i did not know that because the i don't know it's just the design thing but we'll get into the toilet design in another episode of swiss pass i think but that's a good a good uh good topic for another day it is i think most people are in the trailing spouse a pile i think a lot of people that i meet are like you know not necessarily sad but they're, they're gonna look for a job at some point yeah you know i kind of feel like i could be like Firmly in B because I feel like I could just not work again and and find another other things to do. But I always there's got to be something. I guess there's got to be something. Interestingly, this article um, has given the catchphrase uh, for a trailing spouse: "Do you know any good yoga classes?" And that perfectly, you know, that is exactly what a trailing spouse yeah. does. They look for a yoga class. It's what I did. It's what you do. I do. I got hooked on yoga here. Yeah, I like, did. I mean, that's why there's so many yoga studios in, in Basel and in Switzerland. I will say for anyone who uh, maybe is in the situation now, it, I made sure to get involved in things right away, you know, and I, I've talked to some others who maybe haven't found as many things to do and they're struggling a little bit because they wake up every day and like the groceries are done, the house is clean, like the kids are at school and it's like, what am I going to do? Yeah. So that's where it could get hard. But you know, if you can start a podcast or go on hikes, go on hikes, you know, go to yoga, yoga. finding things like that. 
uh, it really helps. I agree. I, and it's what I did when I got here. Um, it's what I did when I uh, moved to the town we lived in, in England. You know, I put myself out there. And yeah. And I'm lucky that it, that's okay for me to yeah, do. Yeah, it's easy for me too. Um, some, but for so some people, it's really hard. And I, I really give props to people who like go out of their like comfort zone to meet people. They're like, I'm going to leave my job and all of the things that I love. And then I'm going to go and meet strangers, which I hate doing. And apparently it's all going to be okay because we'll be in Switzerland. Well, for most people it is okay. And I hope it is for... For all you trailing spouses listening. <laughs> all right. So the next kind of expat is uh, my favorite kind, but I'm yet to meet one. The celebrity expat. Have you met any? A celebrity expat? Yeah. No. Well, the reverse way, Eric Clapton lives in Columbus. So he's UK. He's an American. He's so he... from the UK? Clapton? Yeah. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. But uh, here, no. I... I no, me either. So the most famous um, expat who's a celebrity is Tina Turner. Would you say that in Switzerland? Yeah, I would say that. So there's a there's a picture of Tina, and we did reach out to their people to try and get her on. Yeah, she's retired. Shot us down. Shot down. Shot yep. down. Now, that what does it say nice. here about Oprah Winfrey? Where some of the biggest names can go unrecognized. Oh, yeah, because Oprah, you, you did that story where Oprah... Didn't she try, like, she got, she was treated real shittily, real shittily. Is that a word, shittily? Sure, it is now. Okay. Uh, in a jewelry store before they, because they didn't really know who she was? Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, that's going back a little while now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds familiar to me. But anyway, it's true because, like, so, okay, it's, it's going to come back to golf, but I got, I'm going Uh-oh. somewhere with this. Uh, the, the British Open was in mid-July-ish, right? The week after the British Open, it was in Scotland. Tiger Woods, his girlfriend, his two kids spent a week in Switzerland, right? And I'm thinking to myself, a perfect place to go if you're Tiger Woods because you're going to go to these little places. They did hiking and did all this stuff. Like, you know, these places, people aren't going to know who he is. I'm, I mean, even I know who he is. Would you, though... Okay, you know who he is, but does a Swiss people Swiss would the Swiss person know? Like a true Swiss person really I apologize to any Swiss who are insulting about their lack of golf knowledge. (laughs) Let's just face it, it's lacking. But come on, you really think they would like in these small little towns where there's no cars? I don't know. Like he's just another rich guy buying a forty dollar cheeseburger. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, so. But that's why I think that's why there's some celebrities do enjoy coming to like here is because they can really just go incognito. I'm pretty sure that um, like some celebrity expats like give up their American citizenship to. That's what Tina Turner did. Yeah, right? that's what she did to, you know, to, to get the tax benefits because you pay double tax. And yep, if you don't want to do tax. that, you got to get rid of that American passport. All right. Next one. The author in exile. Do you know any authors in exile? No, but I know this is kind of a thing with some authors, right? I don't know. I'm not sure if this is something I've ever heard of. Didn't Salvador Dali get like a, a, what is it, a fatwa? A fatwa? (laughs) A fatwa. Do you know what that is? And like you upset like uh, Muslim people and they put like a hit out on you. It's called a fatwa. Oh, I've never heard of that. Shows my... I just knew that from Curb Your Enthusiasm. There you go. That sounds like a made-up word, but I'll believe you. (laughs) Fatwa. 
Well, uh, one of an author I know of that that was, I guess, an expat. Uh, Oscar Wilde lived in Paris. He's buried there, and James Joyce apparently is buried in Zurich. And then there's a whole bunch of other that were uh, had self-imposed exile in Switzerland, um, such as Vladimir Nabok- Nabokov. Nabokov. Yeah. Nabokov. And Herman Hesse. Um, I am my literary literary yeah, like knowledge I, is awful. I, me too. I know who James Joyce is. <laughs> I know Dan Brown. <laughs> Dan Brown. <laughs> da Vinci Code. I know J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Shakespeare. Heard of him? Oh yeah, I've heard of him too. But no, Hemingway wasn't Hemingway famous for being all over the place? Possibly. Right. I honest yeah. to God, I've never read anything by Ernest Hemingway. Well, if you're an author in exile, expat, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Yeah, We'd love come to here. Hear from you. Find yourself a tweed jacket and a pipe. Yeah, and there's, there's even a tweed shop in town. Is there? Yeah, yeah. Good tweed jacket. Yeah, so I I suspect the author in exile expat is um, you know, a, a low percentage. Yeah. These days. Yeah. You know. All right. Next we have the corporate expat. So I mean, there's a lot of corporate expats here. I would say. So that kind of pairs with the whole trailing spouse one, right? Yeah. You know, if you're a trailing spouse, then one of you is probably a corporate expat. Yep. So that's pretty self-explanatory. Are you a corporate expat? My, my wife says this every time. Sure, I've tried learning the language, but everyone just speaks English at my work anyway. That's the yes, catchphrase. That and that is that's... the catchphrase for the corporate expat. Yeah. Except the really smart and clever and culturally aware ones. Yeah, we're not married to those. No, no. neither of us are. <laughs> Okay, this one um, I definitely came across when we were uh, skiing in Switzerland, the ski teacher slash mountain bum. Now, when I was skiing, the teacher I had um, was a mountain climber, uh, but she skied in the off-season. So for her, the ski season was off-season and the summer was was her on-season so that she could mountain climb. Um, How do you she- get paid to mountain climb? No, she did that for fun. The, the skiing was like what paid for her to live in the mountains. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she didn't do the ski teaching for fun. That was very obvious to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds um, like it was a great teacher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's obviously a lot of, of people that do that. Well, I mean, let's face it. Like if you are, and I never was, if you're really into skiing or really into climbing mountains, uh, is there really a better place to go? I mean, it's not a bad life, is it? Right. Like, oh, I spent half the year skiing and half the year clinging to a side of a mountain, not trying to fall. Yeah. Yeah. Let's think of a different hobby. <laughs> I think it sounds pretty good, but it's not for me. Right. Not for me at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds good. Yeah. If you were that kind of person. Yeah. yeah if, okay. If you're into that, and, you're into and probably that. young, like don't have broken knees. Well, not broken, but like falling apart knees. Yeah, I'll be honest, you'd be pretty sore after a day of that. Yeah, exactly. And they do it all season. Yeah. Okay, not for me, definitely not. Right, we're getting getting on in this list. The next one is the researcher. So I guess if you come here to be a researcher, I mean, that why is that not corporate? I guess it's not corporate. Well, they have that, what is it, CERN down in Geneva where they like – Bash particles together or something very sciencey. I don't know. Isn't that down in Geneva? There's a lot in Geneva. Yeah, which brings us on to the next stuff. one, which is the NGO expat. I, I didn't. I, I actually had to Google NGO. What is it? <laughs> it's a non-governmental um, organization. Okay. So 
there you go. That's what it is. They make a real difference in the world. Okay. Well, great. They're, they're, you know, making a difference and Geneva's the base. So you need to be in Geneva if you want to be an NGO expat. Because we live in Basel, we're, we're not meeting these people. No. You and me. We're no. not, we're not, you know, when we get down to Geneva, we'll go around, we'll, okay. we'll try and find an NGO expat. Shout out Geneva. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And last, but certainly not least, something I definitely am not, the tech pat. Ooh, the tech pat. Which is basically your IT man. And uh, their catchphrase is, why is the Wi-Fi here so slow? Which is true because my Wi-Fi is always slow. I would assume that the TechPats catchphrase would have been, have you tried restarting your computer? That's the um, universal <laughs> uh, tech person's okay. catchphrase. Have you then, tr- they, then there's regional ones. This oh, is the I see. Regional I one. see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, That's cool. It's the same catchphrase in Australia because I don't know if you know this about Australia, but their Wi-Fi is abysmal. It's one reason why I don't ever want to go back there until they've sorted it out. Why do they have such bad Wi-Fi? I don't know. Ask ask them. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, is the, the Wi-Fi here is way faster than what you can get in the States. No. Yeah. I didn't feel like... Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. Well, that's the, the whole list of uh, what kind of expat are you, and I'm definitely a trailing spouse. Yep, as am I, but I'd be interested if there are any listeners who are some of these other ones, like the NGOs, so you can come on and explain to us. Yes, yeah, so show our ignorance. Or like a researcher or author in exile or a celebrity, if you're any of these. Yeah, Even if you, we totally have celebrity expats listening to well, Swiss Pats. Yeah. I mean, we might. Tina Turner might be a listener. You never know. She wouldn't come on in his interview, but maybe she likes to listen. Yeah, maybe she's shy. Maybe. She could be. I wonder if she likes to do the, the river swims. I bet she does. Tina hops in there and floats down. She does yoga. Does she? She does. She yeah. teaches yoga. So you can go to her classes. She teaches yoga in I so, Zurich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Okay. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. Something I read about when I was here for, for about a year. And yeah, I was like, I didn't even know that she was here at that point. And then all of a sudden I'm reading, not only is Tina Turner live in Switzerland, but she she teaches yoga in the park. So. Yeah. It seems like all of the the guests at the yoga in the park would be ogling her rather than learning yoga. Yeah, but I mean, her heyday is is kind of in the past a bit. I mean, say that about Tina. Well, she's great, but come on, <sighs> she's no T Sizzle. T Sizzle. <laughs> Taylor Swift. T Sizzle. She's no T Sizzle. That's for sure. On that note, should we get down to the Rhine? Let's do it. All right. Let's uh, let's let's go and find out what kind of expats are, are swimming in the Rhine. Okay. Can you tell us your name? Uh, Minna. Okay. And you're from? Uh, I am from Southern California. I'm from Orange, California, right outside of Disneyland. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. you just got done with your first Rhine swim. I did. What was it like? It was like floating through a European city. <laughs> no, it was really it was really weird. Everyone was there. Everyone has these weird floaty bag things that I've never seen before, but everyone has them, which is bizarre that I've never even heard of this, (laughs) because they're so useful. Um, And then, yeah, the water was really warm, Um, even though it was cloudy, it was still like generally a good time, and 
Yeah. So you went with a whole bunch of people. Were they there so that you know you felt safe, or were you just tagging along? Well, kind of both. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a very strong swimmer, but um, I'm obviously yeah, being frozen, yeah. But uh, I mean, I'm with my family right now, and they're you know like taking me around, so they kind of pull me in and. Um, had instructions to stay close to my uncle so that I would not float away. But really, I should have been the one keeping an eye on him, <laughs> probably. Because I'm the lifeguard and everything, so. <laughs> You're the one that was yeah, there for their protection. Exactly. exactly. They didn't tell yeah, you really, that, but. They're, they're just telling me that I should be there. But really, I'm the one. Or that I, that yeah. I should be there so that they can keep an eye on me, but really, it's I should It's the other be, way around. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so do you, are you going to, how much time are you here in Balls? Are you going to do it again? I might do it again. I'm here until the 21st, which is a week from today. Um, so, I mean, it's supposed to warm up, so I might as well just yeah, take a couple more I dips can... while I can, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you got a wickle fish? Yeah, yeah, so I got, I got my gear, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, exactly. All right, so tell us your names. Andrew, Yamada. Oh, I'll let him do it. I'll uh, uh, oh, no, you I'm, a, I'm a little radio shy. Yeah, it's just like an interview right, thing, right? <laughs> All right, Andrew, you want, so we'll talk to you. Yeah. So, uh, we were told you just came in uh, today. Yeah, five, four or five hours ago, this came in from Venice. Uh, first time in Venice, first time seeing a lot of water, but the water over here is actually much cleaner. I wouldn't get in the water. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was, I kind of crossed my mind to go in the water in Venice, but then, you know, more of like a nightmare type of thing than, than, a, than a real type of uh, activity. And did you know that when you were coming to Basel, one of the things you were going to do, like, literally hours after you got here, was going to be jumping in the Rhine? No, not at all. I thought we were just going to come here and drink and eat, uh, really. <laughs> that, that you'll definitely that do. That was the plan, yeah, in the beginning, so. So what was it like when you first hopped in there? It's a little chilly, I would say. It's a little chilly, but uh, it was almost instantaneously comfortable uh, after four minutes, really. Yeah. So what what uh, what would you do differently? What have you learned since uh, now that you got one under under your belt? Are you would you like to get back in? Or I, I would do it again uh, probably the next couple of days possibly. Okay. So yeah, I would. Sweet. Uh, I, I kind of avoided alcohol before going in. Oh, I, reco I recommend guy. I recommend <laughs> everyone do it sober the first time, and maybe I'll try maybe I'll try tomorrow with a beer or two. But so I think it's really super it. important to know if you, anything in your wickle fish got wet. No, nothing, not at all. No. Like a pro. No. Expert. I've actually that's actually that this little wickle fish, is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, I've never seen this before, ever. I've never even heard of it. And um, it makes Basel proud. Yeah, so <laughs> I live in the California coast and uh, there's nothing like that ever at all. So <laughs> it's a pretty good experience, I would say. Everyone should do it. Alright, now joining us, uh, tell us your name. Mike Margarucci. Hey Mike, how you doing? How you doing, Dan? So now you were just holding a little little medal for this thing. You guys get medals? Of course. Why else would you do it? For the fellowship of your fellow Baselite. Explain that medal thing to me. So this medal is a piece of pride. It signifies that I swam over one and a half kilometers in the Rhine in Basel. Wow. And I have, I think, about seven of these. And I remember where every single one was. It's special to you, isn't it? It's... Yeah, it's I'm speechless. I was going to say, the pride on your face, it's, we can't even get it across on audio. So now we've talked to a couple of people who this was actually their first one, but you've done, you do this a lot, don't you? I'm a regular, yeah, you could say. 
what, what's it like when you're fun with all these all these novices out there? Do they know all the tips and tricks? You know, so we came with a few guys. Some forgot the sunglasses. Some didn't think you could float down with a beer in your hand, which is kind of part of the essential experience. Some actually tried to swim instead of floating on the bag. So you have to instruct a bit, but with experience comes great wisdom. It sounds like you have it. Yeah, I was going to say, if you need someone to go down the Rhine with, you sound like you're the guy. One, one of many. One of many experts in Rhine swimming in Basel. Awesome. Okay, so you can float with a beer, don't swim. What other, what other words of wisdom can you pass along? So, personally, this is the free trial, right? You, they got to pay for the, for the real goods. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think it's important to jump in off one of the ferry docks and swim to the ladder which avoids you having to step on rocks or glass or anything else that may be in the bottom of that Rhine. Right. Good tip. The first question, so this was your first Rhine, first time you're not a swimmer, you said? No, no, definitely not a swimmer, no. So this was my first time uh, okay. swimming a river, yeah. You look a little terrified, but a little relieved. Which I is mean, it? I was, I was going to do this by myself. So imagine if I did this by myself, it would be on the news that <laughs> expats drowned in uh, the Rhine. But luckily, uh, my, my friends here sort of saved me. <laughs> so how long have you been in an, an expat? Um, two and a half months. Two and a half months, and, you, and you've been here all summer and you didn't manage to do the Rhine swim? No, because no one wants to do it with me, and uh, yeah, she's the only one that's brave enough to do it with me, so that's why. Perfect. Right. Take us through the moment when you first got in the water and you started floating. <clears throat> Um, I was like, why am I so stupid? Why am I doing this? <laughs> that was the first few thoughts. And then um, it was like, I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. And then quickly, yeah, quickly I realized, no, I really can't do this. So uh, yeah, so my friend was literally saving me. <laughs> <laughs> was there any point where you were like, okay, this is awesome? Yeah, no, definitely. When I was uh... right now, when she's out. Yeah, no, 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 oh, before, okay. no, before. Okay. Whilst uh, I had sort of uh, some movement in me. Um, but yeah, no, I did. I thought it was amazing. And you actually. got a wickle fish? Yep, definitely. Definitely. This shall be uh, taken back when I go back to London. I think it's definitely an important question. Did your stuff get wet? Okay, it is. Well, no, my towel's dry. And my skirt's dry, so A Wonderful. Star. Excellent. A star you did it. it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Thank you. All right. Well, I would like to thank Susie and Don for heading down to the Rhine and, and getting those interviews. And uh, it was a lovely evening down by the water. What are you on about? I don't know. You're thinking ourselves? Yeah, why not? Okay. Patting ourselves on the back. So since we have a little bit of a, a outdoor theme going on this, this episode, I want to finish with this story that proves you should probably stay inside. Tick bites in Switzerland hit record levels. A record 272 cases of infections with tick-borne Encephalitis have been reported in Switzerland over the past 12 months, according to the Federal Office of Public Health. Compared with the same period in 2016-2017, this is an increase of three cases. Uh, so gross. Why? Yeah, like now I'm paranoid. Now I'm, I want to close my windows, close my doors. Last uh, Saturday, I was at the SBB at like 7 in the morning to take a train. And I was the only one that did not have on cargo shorts, hiking boots, and socks up to my knees. Yeah, but they're not getting ticks, those people. 
They're not? No, they've got socks on their ankles. I know, but it just, it's so gross. Has your it kids is, ever had tick? No, but I'm paranoid about them. Absolutely terrifying. Apparently you can get a um, vaccination that somehow, it doesn't stop them from they still ticking you, <laughs> but um, it stops you from getting the Lyme disease that they carry, that, that you then get. Yeah, so apparently Lyme disease is, is no kind of nasty. So tick season starts in March in Switzerland, and it ends in November depending on the weather. Ticks are found mainly in forests with heavy undergrowth and at an altitude up to 1,500 meters. So, I, I mean, really, like, uh, why? I'm not a hiker. I don't get it. What? No. Oh, my God. Hiking's amazing. You could hike. You know where you can hike that's a lot of fun is on golf courses. No, thanks. And there's no ticks there. That's true. There is no ticks. Unless you go to one of those golf courses that's a little wild. Or unless you hit the ball in the woods, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which sometimes I do, and then I just hit a mulligan. So this this is just grosses me out. So like your kids things, haven't had ticks then? They haven't, but there's cases at their school because they're outside underneath the trees and stuff. Like, it's not like nits, though, where if one kid gets them, then everyone gets them. So you don't have to worry about that. No, thank God. One tick sticks to a kid or a person, and that, that tick is yours for life. I know, but isn't it like a special way you got to get them off too? Yeah, because if you take them out the wrong way, then like half of them stay inside you. This is the part that grosses me out. Like I, I can probably deal with like pulling a tick out, but the idea that half of it could stay. Ugh. I don't like it. I just don't. I mean, it plays on my fear of bugs. And last weekend, my daughter got stung by a bee and I'm just, nature is is not I bet your daughter was like, I'm fine, and you literally ran around flapping. Uh, yeah, she didn't cry. I cried. She didn't cry. Yeah. 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 You took her to the hospital, She was you? like, Dad, it's okay. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm not turning into a mutant. I had I had some issues. But she's okay. Um, but you need to avoid bees. Apparently, so bees are pretty bad, too. Apparently, if you have a little spray water bottle, and you spray them, they think it's raining, and they go away. That well, is what we were told. So because I, if you're at the park here, like anywhere everywhere. in Switzerland, they're everywhere. Yeah. So I read uh, an interesting article that said basically that bees slash wasps, because there's a lot of wasps around as well. They're yeah. little and they look like bees, but they're wasps. And um, what happens is after a certain season, they go out looking for food to bring back to the queen. And basically, if you don't win that race, they all die. So they're all desperately trying to find sugar to bring back to the queen. And that's why there's so many of them. And if you're at the park, you should put like a cup of some sort of something sweet over away from everyone. And then they'll leave you alone. That's a because good idea. If, they, if you don't let them do their job, they're going to die. And we need them. We do? We need all of them. That's why they're here. I don't. I can't it's explain fine. why. I can't explain how we need them, but apparently we do. Okay. So you shouldn't kill them. Oh, and and another thing I read in that same article: if you swat them, they release a um like uh, like a scent from from themselves that says the hive is under attack, and all of their <laughs> friend all of their friends come, and that's why people get stung. So you're best not to swat them. Swat them. I mean, um you're better off just giving them some sugar. 
So like a little pile of sugar or sugar water? Anything sugary. Put a can of Coke in a cup at the end of the table or somewhere. Okay. And you'll be fine. Okay. Good tip. Yeah. Thanks, Susie. No worries. That's what I'm here for. Tips from Swiss Pats. Coming right at ya. I'd be interested to know if those work. Shout us out. And you could find us how? You can find us on facebook.com slash Swiss Pats. You can find us at Twitter, which is, hmm, what is that one, Don? At Swiss Pats Pod. Very good. Uh, we are on Instagram at instagram.com slash Swiss Pats. And finally, YouTube, same thing, youtube.com slash Swiss Pats. And Apple Podcasts. Yep. And we are also looking at some other avenues to release our podcast on. Yes. I know there's other ways people listen. So uh, once I get my uh, new laptop, since <laughs> mine was stolen on the German train, thank you very much, uh, we'll be able to figure some of that stuff out. Yeah. Get your act together, Don. I will do my best. My <laughs> apologies. Thanks for listening. Once again, I am Susie Lyon. And for Don, see you later. Yummy, <laughs> bonkeristin' open,